Our scripture reading, turn to uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Begin with verse 13. But we're bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you've been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father which hath loved us and hath given us an everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Let's go to our Lord in prayer. Our God and Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together as a people. Lord, we we pray that you would be pleased to, to bless us with your presence. And Lord, that you would Lord bless the, the preaching and and hearing of thy word. Lord, take these things written in thy scriptures and and reveal them to us. Lord, let us see more of our Savior. Cause us to, to see the Lord Jesus Christ and rest in him and him alone. Lord, we, we pray for those are our number, of our number who are in a time of, of heaviness and trouble. Lord, we think... Uh, especially of our pastor. Lord, pray for Frank that you would bless him and raise him up and, and Lord, return him uh, this Lord's day to, to once again preach thy word. Now again, bless us. Bless us in this hour. Bless this time together. And Lord, in all that's, in all that's said and done, get glory. Get glory to thy name. We pray that for Christ's sake. Amen. Open your Bibles to Isaiah 40. We'll take our text from Isaiah 40 this evening. Isaiah 40, and we'll look at the first two verses. We'll just look at two verses of Scripture this evening. Let's begin reading in verse 1. Comfort ye... Comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, and that her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. I remember, I remember years ago, I remember Brother Henry saying this. He said in looking at his scripture, he said there's, there's three things, 
three things we should we should see. One, who's speaking? Who is speaking? Two, who's he speaking to? And three, what's the what's the context of that of that scripture? And I love it when it's very evident in a passage of scripture who is speaking. And and in this passage, I, I believe it's it's very clear. Look 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 what we read here. He says, "Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people," saith your God. Saith your God. It's the Lord of Hosts that speaks here. Not not man's opinion. Not um, not man's thoughts. Not man's interpretation. I think it means this, or I think it means that. Thus saith the Lord. 413 times that passage appears in Scripture. Thus saith the Lord. And obviously every, every page of Scripture is is worth our full attention. But I, I think when we see words like this, saith your God. Huh? Saith your God. Saith the Lord. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. Saith your God. It's definitely worth time to, to just sit and listen, isn't it? Huh? What, what, does the, what would the Lord say? What would he have for his people? The God of the God of all creation. God who is holy and, and just. God who, who back there in Exodus as he as he passed by uh, before Moses, he, he said this. He said, The Lord, the Lord God who is merciful, gracious, long suffering. Abundant in goodness. Abundant in goodness and truth. Keeping mercy for thousands. Forgiving iniquity and transgression. Sin. That will by no means clear the guilty. Can you imagine Moses just, I mean, hearing Almighty God speak? And, and yet through His Word, He continues to speak to his, to his people. God who is sovereign in, in all things. Sovereign in, in creation. Sovereign in providence. Sovereign in salvation. God Almighty speaks here. And there's, listen, there is, there's, there's no question about that, is it? Huh? There's no question about who's speaking here. Paul, Paul writing this to the Corinthians, he said, he said he's the God of all comfort. The God of all comfort. First or second Corinthians 1 3. Let me just read to you. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort. And, and that's exactly what we read here in Isaiah 40, verse 1. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. I pray he'd give us ears. 
to, to hear him this evening. Every time we gather here, that he'd give us an ear to hear his word. That's what scripture says. He that hath ears to hear, let him, let him hear. Well, to whom? To whom is he speaking? Well, he speaks here to, to the prophets. He speaks here to his, his preachers, his pastors, his teachers. All those who are bond servants, all those who he's called to the ministry. He gives this command. Those he's, who he's put in the ministry to, to declare forth his, his word. We read that in Romans 10 verse 13. No, no man takes this office upon him, upon himself. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall they call in him of whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe on him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? That's who he speaks to here. His, and, and this, listen, what's the command? What's the command to his, to his ministers? Comfort ye, my people. That's the, that's the command. That's pretty simple. Isn't it? Comfort ye, my people. I ask you, do you need comfort? Do we need, do we need comfort? This message is, is, is a message of comfort, but look who it's for here. It's, it's not for everybody. It's for his people. He says, comfort ye my people. My particular people. You know, there's, and listen, that's not to say there's, there's a time for rebuke, right? I mean, there, there's a, t- probably more often than not, we need, we need rebuked. There's a time for correction. But here, here is a command to comfort. To comfort God's people. This, this message, and as I mentioned, it's, it's not, it's not a message of comfort for everybody. You know, scripture says this to some, it's a, it's a savor of death. A savor of death unto death. To those who are perishing, to those whose hearts, whose hearts are filled with, with pride and unbelief, it's a savor of death. But what a miracle of God's grace to some, to some, to those whose hearts are opened by the Spirit of God, to those who, who feel the, the weight and guilt of sin, to those who've seen the beauty, something of the, the majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, to, to see Him as our Savior, to see Him as our sin offering, uh, the gospel. God's word is a, it's a savor of life. Huh? Life unto life. To one, isn't it, what an amazing thing. The same word, to one, it's condemnation. But to another, it gives life. To the unconverted, there, there is no, there is no comfort. I, I've often wondered to those who, who rest in their works. And, and there are many that rest. Where is true comfort found? How, how can a man resting in his works ever know that I've, I've, I've done enough? Or I've not, I've not, I've 
sinned too much or I've not, you know, done this or I've not. Where would true comfort be be found in that? Huh? That there's no assurance to a rebel. Huh? We and we don't cry peace where there where there is no peace, as the as the false prophet does. He says, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. His his people. He calls them by he calls them by name. Those whom he's chosen in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those for whom he made a covenant with Christ to make them his people. Those given to Christ in eternity past. Those redeemed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those whom he's pleased to, in his time, effectually call by his grace, to call them unto himself. Those that will never, ever be plucked out of his hand. Isn't, isn't that a comforting thought? Huh? To be in Christ, to be in his hand, and never, never to be plucked out. Eternally saved. He says here, they are my people. A, a chosen, a chosen people. A called people. A redeemed people. A believing people. And we need comfort, don't we? What a what a what a command, right? Don't we don't we need comfort every every day? A saved people, and we we know that we we know we 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 know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. We're a saved people, but yet we're conscious of our sin, aren't we? We're we're conscious of our of our inability. We're a tried people. God's people are a tried people. Um, troubled. Troubled by this flesh. Troubled by this world. Troubled by the things of this world. A people that are often persecuted. We need comfort. We need comfort. And it's found in God's Word. It's found, I believe, right here in this, in this passage. Just these two Verses of Scripture. Look at verse 2. Here, look what he says here. He says, Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sin." I just just in what little bit of time we have here the seed and I want us to see and I know there's much more here in God's word but four things I pray the Lord would enable us to just see four things from this from this verse here four reasons a believer can take comfort and the first one is look what he says here he says speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem now this is a this is a command of the Lord, and um, Jerusalem is often referred to as a as a holy city. You know, people go to the to the holy lands, um, but but Jerusalem Jerusalem was the site of the slaughter of of many of God's prophets throughout throughout time. Um, Zechariah 
was was asked by the people back in 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 Second Chronicles. Um, he 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 or he asked the people. He wasn't asked by the people. He asked the people. Um, why do you? He asked them. Why do you transgress the commandments? He asked the people that. Why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord? He said, "You've forsaken the Lord, and as a result of that, the Lord has forsaken you." Well, the people didn't repent when they heard that. No, they they stoned him. They they slew one of God's prophets. There was a man named Uriah, and um, he prophesied in the name of the Lord. And the one of those kings and his men, when they when they heard what he had to say, they conspired to kill him. Well, he caught word of that, and he left. He left town. But you know they weren't they weren't satisfied with that. They they went and tracked him down, and they brought him back to Jerusalem, and they and they killed him. John the Baptist, you know, he had his head head cut off and put on a platter. And of all the prophets, the greatest of all, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, crucified on Golgotha's hill there, there in Jerusalem. Now, now, wouldn't you think, thinking the way we think, of, of all those horrific things that happened there, I believe I'd be done with Jerusalem or whatever town that happened in. Wouldn't that be the last place we would go and want to speak comfort to somebody? Just a sinful and horrible place that like like that. That's how it works in our way of thinking, isn't it? At least at least mine. That's 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 my thought. But you know what Scripture says? The Lord's thoughts they aren't they aren't like our thoughts. His ways aren't our ways. Aren't we thankful? Aren't we thankful that that's the that's the case? And after. After the Lord's resurrection, after His resurrection, li- listen to these words. Turn to um, hold your place there, but turn to Luke chapter twenty-four. If somebody wrongs me, I don't want to have anything. I don't have anything to do with it. But but look here, Luke chapter 24. Look at verse 45, beginning with verse 45. Our Lord speaking to his apostles. Look, it says in verse 45, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the, the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Beginning at Jerusalem. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem. In, in this slaughterhouse of the prophets, 
and, and where he himself was, was slain. Uh, this is where Christ will have his first proclamation of mercy. All the riches of, of his grace. Huh? The boundless love of the Lord Jesus Christ that passeth all understanding. It, we sing that song, Love Beyond Our Human Comprehension. I, I think that certainly applies here. But think about that. A, a, a wicked people, proven over the years to be wicked, and yet that's who he goes to and, and, and begins and begins this, this proclamation of his of his love for his people. Speak ye comfortably to, to Jerusalem. Well, Second, he says her warfare is accomplished. The battle, the battle's over. We forget that, don't we? What did our Lord cry as he hung there on the cross? It's finished. It is finished. And God's saints have truly, we have many enemies. Many, many, many enemies. Sin. Sins are certainly our enemy. Yet scripture declares their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. No more. And where remission of these are, there's no more offering for sin. Sin has been put away. Her warfare is accomplished. Sin is put away. How about this enemy? This might be our, one of our greatest ones, ourselves. The enemy of ourselves. Listen, again, the warfare is, is accomplished. Paul writing to the Galatians, he said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Satan, there's, there's an enemy for sure, right? Our Lord said in John 14, 30, the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing, nothing in me. Victory, victory over Satan. How about this world? Is this world not our enemy? Is this world not the enemy of the believer? In John 16, 33, our Lord said, in this world, this shouldn't come as any surprise to us, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Victory. Victorious over this, over this world. And victory, victorious over death. The, 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 the final enemy. Turn, turn with me to John, John chapter 11. Victory over death. Look, 
Look at verse uh, 25. John chapter 11, verse 25. Well, look, look back at verse 23. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. And Martha saith unto him, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? I ask you, do you believe that? Do we believe that to be? Do we believe that to be true? Huh? Well, here's comfort. Her warfare is accomplished. It's finished. Well, back to Isaiah 40, verse 2. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem. Oh, the, the, the vilest offender, Jerusalem. Huh? The vilest offender that truly believes. That moment, Jesus, a pardon received. Second, her warfare is accomplished. Every enemy completely annihilated. You know, we have wars in this earth and, and, and an enemy appears to be defeated and then a hundred years later they, they come back and they fight again. Listen, every enemy of the Lord Jesus Christ has been vanquished. Huh? Third, her iniquity. Now again, who's he speaking to here? He's speaking to his people. Her iniquity is pardoned by his free and, and sovereign grace, by the, by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Her iniquity is pardoned. Can you take comfort? Can you take comfort in those words? Or can we rest? Can we lay down our head tonight and rest knowing that? That our iniquity, my sin has been pardoned? All of my, not just, not just a little bit of sin, all of my sin. My past sins, my present sins, my future sins, blotted out, cleansed, atoned for, and listen, remembered no more. We, we, can't, even, we can't even imagine what that is, can we? How many of you can think back 20, 30 years ago, 40, 50 years, today, somebody that that wronged you in, in, in days gone by. We, we can't let those things go, can we? But listen, he, this is what's said here. Our sin, we remember them no, no more. No more. That which separated us from God. We, we read that in the book of Isaiah. Your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And yet here in Isaiah 40, Listen, listen to these comforting words. Her iniquity is pardoned. God's word declares this. Your sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Cast into the 
They've been cast into the depths of the sea. You know, I've always been, I've always been pretty satisfied, like, when I can remember that, knowing that they've been cast into the depths of the sea. I feel like something that gets lost in the sea, it is, it is gone. It's gone forever. A few, few years back, the, the boys uh, got me a pair of sunglasses and I was foolish enough to wear them out in the ocean and got hit by a big wave and they were gone. And, and despite my effort and the boys' effort and Abby's effort of looking and looking and looking and looking, they were gone. gone. They were gone on Wednesday. They were gone on Thursday. They were gone on Friday. They were gone. Never to be seen again. But but listen, it it's even it's even better than that. Look, um, and I, I wished I'd I wished I'd have been the one to to find this, but uh, I stole this from from Brother Gabe, and I believe he stole it. I think if I remember right, he told me he stole it from somebody else. Look at Revelation chapter twenty one. Revelation twenty one. Look at verse 1. I saw, Revelation 21, 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And look at that last part there. There was no more sea. My sin had been cast into the ocean, cast into the sea. And here we, the sea don't even exist anymore. You know what that tells me? My sin is put away. It, it, it is put completely away. No more sin. Well, fourth point, back here in Isaiah 40. One more reason, one more reason for comfort. She hath received double for all her sin. I, I can't help but that that double that double cure. Uh, this points to the sufficiency of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Complete satisfaction for all our sin. Huh? In in the book of Romans we read this where sin abounded. Grace did much more abound. Where, where sin abounded, that means it, it overflowed. It overflowed. Where sin overflowed, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ it overflowed even more. Huh? We've received double double for all our sin. I I don't know if everybody in here has seen the ocean or not. Um, I think I think we've been going for at least 30 years. I, I feel like every year, every year we go to the ocean. And I, I pretty much do the same thing. I, I love to just go stand with my feet in the water and just stand there and just survey the ocean. You just... It, it's so vast. It, it, 
it just seems like and it just seems like it goes on forever. And um, I, I looked I looked this up because I'm just just kind of curious. On a clear day, on an absolutely clear day, under the best conditions, the average person can see less than three miles. It's like two point eight miles out into the ocean. It's just it's just a little bit of it. Right? Even at that, I'm overwhelmed by the by the vastness of it. But you know what? Even at that, all we see is is just the surface. It, there's so much there's so much more there. It, it, it's 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 beyond it's beyond my comprehension. And that's just the little bit. That's just a little bit that I can see. I can't begin to know my sin. Can't even begin to know it. And I'm I'm thankful. Aren't we aren't we thankful that we don't that we don't know our sin as it as it the blackness of it that aren't we thankful that we don't know our sin? But take comfort in this. However great my sin is, however great the sins of God's people is, we've received double. Double. Overflowing. More than enough for all our sin. Now you talk about something beyond our comprehension. That is truly beyond our comprehension. Listen. Just listen. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem. Cry unto her. Her warfare, it's accomplished. Every enemy, every enemy destroyed. Her iniquity is pardoned. He said, He said, their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Our our Lord asked that woman taken in adultery. He said, where are those thine accusers? I don't know. I don't see them. Neither do I condemn thee. What else do we read here? She has received of the Lord. Who's he speaking to? His people, again, she has received of the Lord double, double for all her sin. Oh, where sin abounded, grace did much, much more abound. Well, let's let me let me close with this scripture. Turn to Ephesians chapter three. Ephesians chapter three. Look beginning with verse 14. Listen to, listen to Paul writing to the Ephesians. He says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according 
to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with the might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Double. Double. Look look at verse 20. Unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. World without end. Amen. I pray the Lord would would make that passage, that he would make his word a, a comfort, a comfort to us and cause us in all times to just to rest in him, knowing that it's all of his, it's all of his hand. All right, Brother Sean, lead us in a closing.